You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the fourth episode of the Be Strong Be Positive podcast right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPine, delighted to be your host as always. A very special guest in this episode, delighted to be joined by Caitlin King. Caitlin, it's a pleasure to be on, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. No worries, how you been alright? Yeah, I've been good thanks, how about you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, obviously the, the past year or so has been pretty strange for everybody, but I know yourself you've been very busy. Just talk us through what's been happening in your life in the past year. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm in Halifax in Nova Scotia at the moment. Um, so we are just starting to kind of, things are starting to go back to normal a bit now. So we're back out and about at bars and restaurants and doing some gigs and doing lots of writing and working away and just kind of uh, easing back into normal life, hopefully. <laughs> How much have you been missing it? Uh, a lot, a lot. It's, uh, it's it's definitely been as I'm sure it has for you. It's a big uh, a big adjustment when you're used to your routines and seeing your friends all the time. And definitely, mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, your dad on the on the football show as well. Did you did you make his performance in that? Always great as always. <laughs> brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. See as well, just as like what's what's things been like in Canada like during lockdown? Like how how different is it to? the normal life like what's what's kind of what have you felt kind of a big difference as well I think the main differences have been for me as someone who enjoys being out and about a lot I think the biggest adjustment for me was the sudden kind of dip in socializing and adjusting to new ways of socializing with people um obviously zoom calls have become a big thing much of much more of a big thing than they were before <laughs> Um, and it was just kind of the very start when we were still under full lockdown it was getting used to connecting with people that way um and I definitely missed a lot of the person-to-person interaction more than I realized to be honest straight at the start definitely when did you move to Halifax were you where were you before that um I was actually in Toronto before that uh so I moved to Halifax in August 2018 yeah. um I've been here for just over two I guess two and a half years now coming up on What's the difference? What's the difference to that in Scotland where you grew up? It's a lot of it's quite similar in terms of the yeah. culture and things like that. There's a really good live music scene here. Um, there's quite a bit of you know kind of pop culture going on. People like to go out a fair bit here, which is nice, and everyone is very very friendly, which is lovely. Um, it's been easier, I would say, for me to meet people here than it was in Toronto because. Right kind of hustle and bustle there you know people are a bit more focused on that than kind of uh, just hanging out and chilling but brilliant how excited are you when, when this is all over what's your, what's your first plans when everything's back to normal oh I, I couldn't even tell you because I would hope that it's going to be some of it's going to be back to normal here by maybe the summer maybe bars nice. will be a little and things like that again um and if that's the case uh, lots of road trips lots of beer gardens lots of just um actually hugging people again would be would be nice but yeah, sounds brilliant yeah. doesn't it we'll we'll get a bit about your your early life as well obviously you grew up where did you grow up in scotland i grew up in east Coast Brides, just outside of glasgow what was that like 
Um, well, if anyone knows the school ride, they'll, uh, they'll know exactly what it was like, but it was, uh, no, it was great. It was, uh, we had a really, really good bunch of pals there and really good, um, we were pretty close to most of our family members as well. Um, so it was, I had, you know, I had a decent time growing up there. School was fine. Everything was fine. But then obviously it can't have been that great because I pissed off to Canada when I was 20. So. And what was the reason, why, what was the reason you just moved to Canada? I transferred with a job at the time. I was working through in Coatbridge with a recruitment agency right. and they were opening up an office in Toronto um, and the opportunity kind of came up and I thought, you know, it's it's a good time to do it. I'm young, I've got no ties to anything in Scotland apart from obviously my family and my friends, but I didn't have you know, a house or anything like that. Um, so it just seemed like a really good opportunity and I thought, why not? Brilliant. Your dad obviously was was very kind of high up in the, the media and the sports media in Scotland. Did you ever, did you follow the, the football when you were young and who was? I did. I did. I did just finish watching the game right there as well. Um, <laughs> still very much follow it, even though I'm not, you know, anywhere near home anymore. <laughs> but yes, I've definitely kept, you know, kept up with it over the years. And it's something that um, I would say it's one thing I do miss about home is actually being able to, go to games because the the football culture here is not quite the same people aren't mm -hmm. quite as, as they are at home and see obviously your dad obviously been having quite a good job you, you must have met some good people who was uh, some of the ones that stuck out to you um the, honestly we met we did meet like a lot of really lovely people over the years through that um walter smith is just an absolute gentleman yeah. uh, just one of the loveliest people you'll ever meet to be honest i think he was just such a sweetheart um uh, yeah, he's definitely definitely top of the list for me. Brilliant. School, your your school life as well. What was your what was your kind of memories at school? Like, did you have kind of tough times, or was that we? There was definitely some. There's some rough patches. Um, there was more for me. It was coming. I had quite a good experience in school, and then towards the end of school, it got a bit rough. Um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I think at that time, there was a lot of pressure to, if you got good exam results, go straight off to uni and just mm -hmm. kind of do something um, with those exam results. But I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I did that whole thing, went straight off to uni and then promptly dropped out six months later because I had no idea uh, what I was doing with my life, basically, and why I was going to spend the next four years there getting a degree that I wasn't probably wasn't going to use at the end what of the day. I was doing uh, English, Lit, Political Science and French, which is an interesting combination, to say the least. Was that your plan leaving school? Did you, it was, what did you kind of have an idea what you wanted to do when you left school? I had not a clue, to be right. honest. I had absolutely no idea. So the kind of, the, I think a lot of the kind of push then was, well, if you don't know what you want to do, go to uni and you'll figure it out while you're, while you're there. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, that wasn't really the case. Um, so I went to uni and then when I realised that wasn't going to be the thing for me, uh, not at that stage of my life anyway, um, I started volunteering with the East Kilbride Community Trust, which is a charity in East Kilbride. Yeah. Um, through them, I met the um, lady who had become my boss at the recruitment agency, which would then transfer me to Toronto. So it all kind of right. worked out. Sort of fact, quite well. Yeah. Um, and see you all when you're when you're on, in Scotland. What was your, what did you like to do in your spare time? Uh, lots of music. I used to do lots of open mics um, in Scotland and in Glasgow. 
um, and I used to read a lot as well, which I still do. Um, and just lots of, I met like a really good group of pals when I was there that most of whom I'm still in touch with. Mm. Um, and I think like that's, that's definitely like my, you know, all my good memories of home are to do with family and friends and just, there's, there's no people like Scottish people, like they're, they're very unique in their, in pretty much every way. So there's, uh, there's definitely, you know, a lot of good memories tied to that. Brilliant. How do you feel when you're singing and performing in music? How how good does that make you feel? Um, I enjoy it a lot, but regardless of how long I've been doing it, which I think it's been about 10 years now, I still get very, very nervous beforehand. So I have like a kind of, I've got like a gauge where I know how many pints I have to have before I go on. <laughs> so I'm nervous. So I've got that like down to a T because it was a wee while where it was like, oh, that's not enough. And then, oh, that's definitely too many. So now... <laughs> Uh, now it's at the perfect level. I know how many pints I need to have before I can go on without like absolutely crapping it, basically. Um, but while I'm up there, I do enjoy it a lot. It's just the uh, just the the initial nerves are always there still, um, no matter how long I've been doing it for. Definitely, they're always still there. Like what as well you touched on reading. Like what's you obviously do a bit of writing as well. Look, like, do you feel kind of good doing that? Like is that kind of clear your head a wee bit sometimes? Yeah, I think it's a really. I think it's one of those things I've always used to kind of process what I'm thinking um because otherwise it just feels like a big jumble of you know thoughts in your head but I think for me there's a bit of a cathartic thing about actually just writing it down and seeing it in front of me and then understanding oh that's why that thought popped into your head at that time and that's why you feel that way about this thing um I think when you're just you know when everything's just sitting in your head and you're just going over and over and over again mm-hmm. it's not uh, not helpful to you in any way so I think writing it down is definitely something for me that's that's been a really good outlet over the years yeah definitely see as well like obviously making the move to Canada what was what was kind of going through your mind when you kind of took that leap of faith to to go I think the biggest thing for me was I was concerned I think well, I think this is a thing for a lot of people, but just the fear of what if this doesn't work out and I've done this big massive, mm-hmm. you know, made this big massive move and what if it doesn't work out? Um, so that was that was the biggest concern for me, but it was definitely a learning process as well because I was so young when I moved um, and I was really lucky to have people that I worked with that were really good mentors and also just very supportive in general who wanted to see me do well so they kind of like didn't really make that an option for me mm. um we're always there to help and obviously I had my family one as well to to always kind of back me up but it was definitely a big you know what if I do this and I make this big thing and then I just end up back home six months later and obviously your family footstep to come out with you but how good was that Yes, I'm very glad they're here. Yeah, they're, um, they were in Toronto for a while as well, and I had moved to Halifax before they left Toronto. But uh, now they're into they're in Halifax too, and um, we've just got my brother and his girlfriend back in back in Scotland, yeah. and uh, hopefully they'll be able to visit soon when this is all. Definitely. See, so just like the mental health side of things, like just talk a wee bit about your kind of experiences, if if you don't mind. Like, what's what's kind of talk you through some of your experiences. Yeah, of course. Um, so I think the for the like I said, I, I did drop out of uni, um, and at the time when I look back on it now, uh, it's I know it was the right decision, but obviously at the time it was a big it was a big deal um, for myself, and obviously my family were worried about it as well because they knew it was to do with mental health things that were going on at the time. Um, so my experience with it has been 
at that time a lot of things happened and I made a lot of decisions because I wasn't talking about my mental health mm -hmm. to anyone um so I was just letting things pile up and letting problems you know just go by the wayside until they were mountain and mountain and mountain whereas and again that's to do with writing as well over the years I've gotten a lot better at managing that and actually talking to people about it yeah. um it's through writing or whether it's just talking to a pal or talking to someone in my family um but my experience with it when I was younger was definitely I think the conversations weren't quite as open as they are now mm -hmm. and hopefully there's still a lot of work to be done around those conversations but they're certainly better than they was they were when I was a teenager um there was it was just so it was so different than it is now like I see a lot of younger like people younger than me now on social media talking about their own experiences um and that just wasn't happening when I was that age um it was just one of those things where it just wasn't discussed as much as it is now um so I think my experience with it has been it's changed a lot over the years and where I am with it now I feel a lot more in control of it than I did back then yeah um, which is always you know always nice definitely see just as well you mentioned social media like you're you're quite kind of vocal on it like a lot of positivity in social media like how do you find that as a tool I think it's great I think it's one of those things where it's really it's and a lot of people you know they have issues with social media because of there's obviously things that come from it on the negative side like there's especially with younger kids with bullying and things like that but it's really it's such a good platform for connecting people that wouldn't have otherwise known each other but they might have a shared experience yeah. and it's just one of those things where you know you can read someone's someone will put something online and you read about their experience and I think even if it does nothing else it just helps knowing that someone else has gone through the same thing and you're not you know yeah you're not just the only person who's dealt with something like that um and I think it does help to kind of end the stigma around talking about those things as well when people are vocal about it and they do talk openly about struggles that they've had or ways that they deal with things and how they manage their mental health as well definitely see your job as well like just what, what do you kind of do when thing, things are tough for you obviously you're not just talking about your, what you kind of do as well and how how you kind of cope when things aren't going brilliant in a day yeah so uh, one of the things one of the main things for me was realizing when uh I'm struggling because a lot of the time when I was younger I just just ignore them mm -hmm. so the thing I always try and remind myself now is you know catch yourself before you get to that point where things seem to be going horribly wrong all at once or things are building up um before you get to that point just talk to someone straight away so that it's not a case of oh now now I need to talk to someone and I need to talk to them about 10 different things like it's more mm -hmm more of a nip it in the bud type approach I suppose than um the way I used to deal with it which was to let things uh, build up and to let things just get worse and worse and hope that if I just pretend that they weren't there then they'd just go away which is all it doesn't that never works out ah, definitely not spare time what do you get up to in your spare time like, apart from obviously music like how do you how do you kind of relieve your stress sometimes like what's some of the things that you got up to I do a lot of um I do a lot of reading definitely and then I've also become kind of obsessed with do you know what Duolingo is? No. Right. It's a it's this app that you can learn languages on. <laughs> so is I've that? become yeah, it's great. I've become a wee bit obsessed with learning French on there. So a lot right. of sometimes I'm out of something that I'm doing that doesn't require like, you know, too much um 
too much concentration, but it still feels productive to me because sometimes I think I struggle sometimes to take an actual break because I feel like I'm wasting time if I'm not like achieving something. But so a lot of the time, if, if I'm feeling a wee bit stressed, I'll just open my, my wee jewel and go up and do some French, um, which like and nobody wants to hear anyone speak French in a Scottish accent, but it helps me. So if it helps me, then it's, it's like... That's brilliant. That sounds brilliant as well. Like, high, would you say your job sometimes is high pressure? I think it's, I don't think it's high pressure from an external point of view, but I think I put a lot of pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, to do well at my job so I don't feel pressure coming from anywhere else necessarily but I do put a lot of pressure on myself to do well and I do kind of obsess over things that probably nobody else is thinking about like there's I'm like oh god I sent that email and I've, I've missed an apostrophe in you or something like that. like <laughs> no these things and I'm like oh my day is over like it's the worst thing that ever happened but it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, something that I'm, I'm working on as well, always is to kind of be a bit easier on myself when it comes to work and when it comes to just life in general, really. Do you find that hard to, to do that? I know that's something I, I struggle with, I think I do sometimes, but yeah, sometimes, well. I'll get, uh, sometimes I'll make a mountain out of a molehill and things like that, but I know, are you the kind of same as me in that regard? Like? Yeah, I think it's just really easy to do that because I think I, it's like... It's, it's that thing as well again about like being in your own head too much it's just like if you you know if you think about this uh, this issue that's probably not even an issue in the first place and then you just let it sit and then it suddenly becomes this big massive thing and you're like no one else has even noticed this like nobody even yeah definitely what's the what's the plans like in the in the the future obviously we we touched on that earlier on but would you are you kind of thinking of coming back to Scotland at some point for a, a holiday Yes, I would absolutely love to. I've actually not been back since I moved to Halifax, so I've not been right, there okay. in two um, It's the longest I've gone without being home since I moved to Canada. Um, I've not had a pint of tenants in God knows how long. I don't know, I can't even tell you the last time I've had a pint of tenants. Can I tell you the last time I've had a pint of tenants either? I bet, I know. <laughs> oh. Brilliant. Obviously, you on Instagram as well, but you like you, t- you you spend a lot of time with your family. Just how important are they to you? Like, oh, they're number one, absolutely number one. They're um, my friends as well. You know, the friends I've kind of, as they say, chosen as family. Um, they're they're the ones that have been there through everything, um, and they've always been there for me. So, if, you know, I'm now at a point where uh, I can hopefully be there for them a bit more than I was when I was an angsty hormonal teenager um so they're yeah they're absolutely everything to me they're always top of the list always top priority brilliant just as well like last thing as well like obviously your spare time just how important is it that you that you enjoy your spare time do you think I think it's key especially now um I know a lot of people you know they've shifted to working from home and it can be a bit difficult to separate work and home now mm. especially if you're not um, used to doing that so I think it's really really important that you draw those lines between work and your spare time um, and that when you do have spare time you're not letting work complete into it and you're actually making time for yourself and doing things that you want to do not just because um, you know you're like well I work from home now so I might as well keep working anyway like you need to have the mindset of separating the spare time out and making sure you take a just take a break from everything that's going on as well you know yeah, definitely. I've really enjoyed having you on the show, Kayla. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed yeah, it. Been so nice. Brilliant. Best of luck for the future as well. It's, it's been really nice to, 
Yeah, you too. Thank you. Thanks very much for, for watching, everyone. Pleasure. Cheers.